Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Here is a truth that all of us Christ followers can relate to. Even though we know that Satan was crushed at the cross, we still struggle. The fiery arrows of temptation come at us regularly. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 and 12 say this, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. There it is. We do uh, constantly as believers face temptation. And becoming a, a consistent overcomer, however, is possible. Our strength comes from, from the Lord. Verse 10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God who has crushed Satan. We serve a God who has won the battle and our strength comes from Him. But the transfer of his strength to us in a practical day-by-day -day basis comes through obedience. That's why this passage says, put on the full armor of God. That's what it's all about. It is the practical application of these truths in obedience in our lives is what brings on the strength of the Lord to be able to overcome on a consistent basis these temptations, these fiery arrows that are coming at us consistently. Now we've looked at the first four pieces of the, these, uh, this armor in podcasts 93 and 94. We have looked at the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, We've looked at uh, our feet being shod with the gospel of peace. We've looked at taking up the uh, the, the uh, shield of faith. So those four were dealt with in the two previous podcasts. Now we look at the last two pieces of this full armor of God. And they're found in verse 17, which says this, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So there you have it. There you have the last two pieces of, of the armor. The first one here is the helmet of salvation. Now, Roman soldiers wore helmets in the battle, and they were typically made of heavy, heavy leather with pieces of metal attached to it, or they would wear a molded metal helmet there to protect their head. And of course, the head has to be protected. There's where the brain is that controls the rest of the body. And, and it is uh, an instrument that without which we can not live. And so, so that helmet was very important uh, as the arrows came at them, as the swords were, were uh, slung at them, and whatever else in, in that nasty hand-to-hand -hand combat, their head had to be protected. Well, Paul uses this uh, analogy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The helmet in this illustration reminds us of the need for protecting our mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, kind of gives us some insight into that. It says this, For though we walk in the flesh, 
and that's that's how we live. We live in the flesh. We live in this human body. We do not war according to the flesh. Remember, Paul reminded us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against other humans, and we don't use human tactics to fight a spiritual battle. Because verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So there it is. We're, we're destroying fortresses. What Satan uh, does, you know, uh, Ephesians 4 tells us not to give Satan an opportunity or don't crack the door open. Don't give him a toehold because if we do, he'll take uh, not only an inch, but he'll take a mile. He'll come in. He'll build a fortress in our mind. Uh, a, a stronghold in our mind. He gets into our thought process when we allow him to do so. And that's, that's where the battle begins, right there in the thought process. It is so important. There's so much uh, that's said in, in the Word of God about the mind and uh, about this. And so it says, these weapons are divinely powerful. Again, the strength of the Lord, the might of, of His strength that Paul talks about. It is that powerful might, that, that those divine uh, weapons that God has given us in this battle, this daily struggle to, to destroy any kind of speculations, wrong thoughts, uh, uh, lofty things that raise up against, uh, against the knowledge of God, and that we can take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Uh, so it, it is important that we protect our mind. This is the helmet of salvation. And so the attack is specifically uh, on our assurance of salvation. And that's exactly where the enemy wants to come at us again, against us, uh, against the assurance of our, of our salvation. Now, <clears throat> We can experience this attack for at least two reasons that I can think of. This attack on our assurance of salvation. The first reason is uh, a lack of understanding of the truth, the scriptural truth of our security. And, and we're going to look at that in a moment. But uh, that lack of understanding, that's why we need to be in the Word of God. That's why we need to, on an ongoing basis, be reading and learning and studying and filling our minds with the Word of God because uh, the understanding of where we stand with the Lord uh, and our relationship with the Lord based on the facts of the Word of God is, is part of that powerful weapon that will destroy those, those wrong thoughts. And, and so um, that lack of assurance can come from a lack of understanding of what God says about it. But it also can come from active, unconfessed sin in our lives. And Satan will use that to accuse us. Now, there's a difference between the true conviction of the Holy Spirit when he gently nudges us and, and reminds us that what we're doing or not doing is wrong, is against God. It, it, it's displeasing to the Lord. The Holy Spirit will gently remind us. But, but uh, Satan, on the other hand, will come and accuse us and, and shame us. And shaming is not from the Lord. Shaming is not from the Lord. Uh, there, there is, there's no reason for believers who have been forgiven to be shamed. But what the Lord wants us to do, and it's found in 1 John chapter 
1, verse 9, uh, that if we are confessing our sins, and that, that word confess, it's, it's, it's translated confess, but it really should be uh, in the verb tense, if we are confessing and ongoing, agreeing with God about our sins. I, I sin every day, and, and I need to confess, admit, agree with God that what I did was wrong. If we're confessing our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. We can, we can experience the forgiveness on a daily basis, the daily cleansing of our, of our sin. And, and Satan, though, will come and say, now look at you. Look at what you just did. Some believer you are, some Christian you are, you really are a Christ follower and you did that or you thought that or you looked at that. Uh, that you're not much of a Christian at all. That is not the Holy Spirit talking to you. That's Satan. And, and the enemy will use that doubt. He'll cause you to doubt that you're the real deal. He'll use that doubt to neutralize you, to, to paralyze you. You're still a believer, but Satan is, is trying to convince you that you're not a believer. You're, you're just a fraud, a fake. Uh, and, and I'm talking to true believers here now. So putting on the helmet is knowing and believing what God says about our relationship with Him. For example, in John chapter 10, verses 27 to 29, we're told this. Jesus said this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. There is the Word of God. When you know that and you believe it, when you believe Romans 8, 1, that says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. When we know that, and, and we can uh, keep that in our minds, and we can believe that and trust that. That is the helmet of salvation protecting our mind. Well, then there's the last uh, one, uh, part of the armor of God, and it's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Roman soldiers carried swords anywhere from 6 to 18 inches long into hand-to-hand -hand combat. These were the shorter swords for hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so here Paul is using that, and he says it's the sword of the Spirit. And, and he's saying that the Holy Spirit is the one who authored or inspired the Word of God. Second Peter 1.21 says that holy men of old were picked up and carried along by the Spirit as they, as they wrote the Word of God. And so it is the sword of the Spirit. It is not a large, broad sword uh, that they're just out there swinging this huge sword, but it's a smaller one. And what that indicates, it is the specific word of truth in Scripture to meet the need of the moment. And the example of that is Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Write it down, Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11. That is the record of the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. And here's what the, the Lord did. God Almighty, Jesus Christ, who is God Almighty. You know what He did? Each time, each of the three times Satan came to Him personally and tempted Him and tested Him, Jesus said this. He said, it is written. In other words, He quoted specific scriptures that were aimed at answering and overcoming the test of Satan in each specific sense. And that's what God wants. You see, God's Word is the only offensive weapon mentioned in the armor of God. It is God's inspired, God-breathed Word. It is inerrant and infallible. Psalm 19, verses 7 to 9 teach us that the Word of God is pure and perfect. It is flawless. And James chapter 1, verses 21 to 25 teach us 
that it is to be obeyed. Don't be hearers of the word only, but be doers. That's why we teach these lessons here. It's not just to fill your head with knowledge, but it is to give you something that you can do, obey, and that can change your life and that can help you to become a victorious, overcoming, consistent, walking uh, Christ follower. Now look, none of us are, are perfect. We won't be until we see Jesus face to face. And we all sin and we all fail and we all struggle at some point in our lives. That, we're not talking about becoming perf- perfect here on this earth, but we're talking about beginning to walk consistently, overcoming temptation. And we can only do that as we know and obey and use this off- offensive weapon against Satan, the precious Word of God. And so um, I just want to encourage you to go back and review these six pieces of armor. And the next podcast will be the last one in this series. And I and it is so very important. This last podcast comes out of verse 18. And I don't want you to miss it. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.